0: hello everyone and welcome to the dear future hubby podcast i am your host Therese reese and normally what i do is read a poem from my book of poetry entitled a strong will mind healing scars over time through my poetry <clears throat> but i will not be reading from my book of poetry on today What I am going to do is read from my novel. So, here we go. So, I'm going to change the name on this particular novel. Only because I am working on the updated version. So, excuse me. The names might be a little different, but I'm still the author. But anyway. (laughs) Here we go. The name of this chapter is called It's Our Anniversary. Clay and I agreed to meet up at our favorite restaurant because he called me at the last minute to tell me how his business meeting ran over. But he wants to keep our reservation. While he and I were on the phone together, I did my best to avoid sounding disappointed. But my feelings are seriously hurt especially after I made the sacrifice and drove three hours to meet him tonight. So far, aside from Tasha making me look diva tonight, nothing is going as I planned. I wait patiently in my car for him to arrive, anxious to get our evening underway. He shows up 10 minutes later than he expected to, which doesn't help my mood at all. He opens my car door and greets me with a kiss. He smells nice, so I pretend not to be too bothered by his tardiness. We hold hands as we enter the restaurant together. Clay leads the way toward our dinner table, gently releasing my hand as he whispers something sweet in my ear. I wait patiently to sit down as he pulls the chair out for me. I am trying my hardest not to look as agitated as I feel. He does look dapper in his three-piece suit and tie tonight with his tall, dark, and handsome self. I don't know why, but I get an indescribable pleasure any time I look into his beautiful hazel eyes. He is temptation at its finest. My attitude towards him is quickly fading away. Clay has this effect on me. He is everything I have ever wanted in a man. From his sexy lips to his bald head to his masculine toes and his sexy fingertips. This is why being just his girlfriend will not suffice too much longer. After all, Do you know any woman who wants to keep playing house and not eventually get married to her housemate? Yeah, I know. It's pretty rare. So it should be understandable as to why I am ready to take this relationship to the next level. Shouldn't it? It's no secret. Clay and I have discussed marriage before. Lately, he's even been referring to me as his wife. Now he introduces me to his colleagues as Mrs. Clay Everett Thompson. My business cards also say Mrs. Gabrielle Thompson on them. The only thing that is missing is our marriage vows and the marriage license. But he says he wants a family with me. Not just not right now. Of course, I want to believe him, but it's hard sometimes too especially when my biggest competition seems to be his career. Besides, I want a baby now. I'm not trying to wait until I'm over 40 years old to conceive a child. Clay is much older than I am. We have a 14-year difference between the two of us. There are times when I feel like we've sacrificed way too much in our relationship. Trust me, we must do better. He makes sure I am comfortably seated in my chair. He then walks over to his side of our dinner table and our eyes meet. He gives me butterflies. I feel like I'm on top of the world when I am with him. To me, this sure does feel like true love. I can't see myself at this moment But I'm confident my smile is lighting up the entire restaurant. He makes me glow from the inside out. That cloud nine kind of glow. As he settles into his seat, he gives me his undivided attention. His attentiveness is one reason why I'm so in love with him. You look flawless tonight, babe. He chimes in. I blush. Aw, thank you, honey. You don't look too bad yourself, handsome. He winks at me and then straightens his tie. I give him the biggest smile. So how did your morning go, babe? I ask him. He looks nervous as he shifts around in his chair. I wait for his answer. It went well. And how about yours, babe? He takes a sip of water and proceeds. I see Tasha took good care of you this morning, he says. The small talk is killing me. I'd rather get a straight answer, but obviously it is not going to come so easily. She sure did. I admire my manicure and I continue. Well... I sure did miss my good morning dimples this morning, honey. I tell him matter-of-factly, it would have made my morning to hear your sexy voice or see one of your sexy text messages come across my cell phone screen. I winked. I continue talking because I still have a lot to say. Now, I know that between our busy schedules, I shouldn't expect too much. Maybe this is why we spent a little quality time beforehand. I clear my throat as I continue. (coughs) But I was really kind of looking forward to a special good morning, if you know what I mean. Clay avoids eye contact for a brief moment, but the minute he looks at me, His stare is a blank one. Immediately, I know something isn't quite right. So, that was chapter five. And the title of that chapter in my book is called It's Our Anniversary. The name of my book is Perfect Illusions of Love, a novel by yours truly, Teresa Reese. So, I'm not going to be before y'all long. But... I just wanted to take a moment to say, I talk too much. (laughs) So this, if for those of you that don't know, I created this episode, not I I keep saying episode, but I really mean um, the podcast. So I created the podcast, um, the Dear Future Hubby podcast, as a tribute to myself and my journey As I am a single woman who has been divorced, who is the mother of six gorgeous children and my one gorgeous grandson who is currently dating. But I am patiently waiting for my true husband to manifest and take me off the market. (laughs) Anywho. So I, I literally created this so that I could be transparent and I could be my authentic self. This is what this platform is for. As I talk about the nuances of relationships, both past and present. Um, and then I also just address my books because I, I actually share a lot of my book of poetry on this podcast. And every once in a while, I may share a chapter or two of my novel. I am a published author. Celebrities do own my books. Um, But the reality of it is, is that I love to talk. I love to talk. So one of the reasons why I have this podcast is because I love to talk. Now, given the audience, given the person, given the individual, given whomever, you may hear people say she talks too much. That used to be offensive to me. It really did. But. Sometimes you got to use what you got, honey. So I have opted to use my voice on podcasting because I talk too much. (laughs) So whoever my future hubby is, that is something that you'll need to know about me. I never meet a stranger. And I mean that honestly. I never meet a stranger. When I meet someone, I'm going to speak to them like I've known them for many, many years. And anyone who knows me knows this to be a fact, not fiction. I don't know a stranger. I've never met a stranger. And recently we had an event at the company that I work at and I had my face glitter placed on my face. Um, at this particular event, just for the fun of it. Well, one of my colleagues, when she saw the finishing touches made the comment, she was like, cause she saw the person that was actually putting the, the face art on me. And she was like, she kept hugging you. And she said, D- do y'all know each other? I said, no, I just never meet a stranger. And so, um, she was like, I thought y'all knew each other. I said, no, not at all. Um, not to mention, I told her, I said, I think she was just a little bit tipsy. And so we kind of laughed about that. But the reality of it is, is that no, I don't meet strangers. Um, and it allows me to be able to operate in my full authenticity. I'm able to speak to people. I'm able to ask questions that most probably would never, um, I'm able to create a dialogue. And even if it's just for a few minutes, at least that individual feels like they've been heard. And that can make a world of difference in the type of world that we live in now. Sometimes people just want to feel heard. They may not want a solution to their problem. They may not really want to hear your opinion, so to speak. But sometimes they just want to be heard. So by my speaking and talking so much, I just have a tendency to ask questions. Um, And I've been told sometimes that I ask too many questions too. So there you go. I talk too much and I ask too many questions. What in the world could you do with that? Well, God could do a whole lot. (laughs) So I'm glad he's my creator and not man. How about that? But yeah, I said all that to say that there's going to always be traits that we have, qualities that a person has that you're going to either like. Let's say you start off liking it and then over a period of time, the very thing that you started liking, now you're irritated by, um, I hear this a lot in relationships where the girl loved how charismatic the man was initially or the man loved how charismatic the girl was initially. And then once they get together, they form a relationship. They've been dating for quite some time. The very thing that attracted him or attracted her becomes the thorn in their side. How do we cope with that? How do we deal with that? Or do we? Because there's a lot of times that I've been known to be like, mm, I'm out. I can't deal with this any longer. I'm going to go ahead and check out. You have a nice life. I'm going to try to, too. I literally, I believe, have always had that flight mentality. And so for me, it takes a special individual for me to be willing to stick and to stay. Not only that. Because I know that I am an individual who talks a lot because I know that I love having conversation with people and getting to know people and listening to what they've got going on and to see how I can render aid, if at all, even if it's just a a listening ear, Um, because I know that that's a part of who I am. And no matter how many people have tried to stifle that, let's look up what stifle means. For those of you that don't know what that means, we're going to look this up together. Stifle is S-T-I-F-L-E, S like Sam, T like Tom, I like Ink, F like Frank, L like Larry, E like Eddie. And to stifle is to make someone unable to breathe properly, to suffocate them, to restrain a reaction or to stop oneself acting on and emotion. And this is according to the Oxford Languages Dictionary. So for those of you who don't know what I typically like to do, if I say a word that may not be familiar to most, but familiar to some, I do my best to provide the definition of that word. So that way we're all on one accord when listening to this podcast. I haven't always done that. That's something that I pretty much just discovered would be helpful, Um, And not make the assumption that just everybody understands or everybody knows what I'm talking about. So on my most recent episodes, I believe I started this in season three and we are currently in season three. Um, I've started to provide definitions to words. So if you're a person that already knows, kudos to you. Let me look up kudos for (laughs) y'all. For those of you who may not know, because it may be considered slang to some. So the definition for kudos is, and that's K like kite, U like umbrella, D like David, O like Oscar, S like Sam. Praise and honor received for an achievement. Compliments or congratulations. And that also is according to the Oxford Languages Dictionary. So for those of you that know what, you know, the definitions of the words that I use, that's great kudos to you. But for those of you that don't, this gives you an opportunity to kind of be on the same level playing field as I when I'm telling you some of my experiences. I try my best to be transparent on this episode. I try to talk about the things that I go through, the things I've been through, and the things that I desire. One day, I do desire to remarry. Um, At one phase of of my life, I was more passionate about being married um before a certain age. But now as life has gone on and this journey of life has unfolded for me, I have learned how not to be anxious. Because one thing that I've also learned is that when you date, you get an opportunity to see how someone would be how someone would be in relationships. And so an old pastor of mine told me That you should learn a person, especially someone that you're dating, that you consider to be a potential spouse, a potential future spouse. You should see them when they're angry. You should see how they respond to you when they're angry. You should see how they respond to you when they're hurting. You should see how they respond to you when they're financially stable. You should see how they respond to you when they're financially broke. You should see how their spiritual walk is and you should take those things into, and how they treat their family and their friends as well as their parents if they are still living. Because by taking that information in and paying attention to how they respond to certain changes in life, that will let you know if you are proactive, if this is somebody that you really do want to do life with for the long haul. So as time has gone on and I have aged, I look at dating totally different. So because I look at dating differently now, being anxious to get married is no longer my objective. Now I'm wanting to know, how do you handle me? How do you handle me in my presence? How do you handle me in my absence? What is your conversation like in my presence? What is your conversation like in my absence? When I'm asking you a series of questions, how? what is your body language like? How are you responding to me? I take all of these things into consideration. I don't just do this with the person that I'm dating though. I do this with friends and family too. I pay attention to the, If I hear a sigh after I've asked a question, I'm going to wonder why. So that'll probably be my next question. Why did you sigh when I asked you that question? Hmm. So I talk a lot. And because I talk a lot, I may not always have something solid and of substance to say. But I notice that that's something about me that over the course of my lifetime has not changed. I've always been a talker, which is one of the reasons why writing for me is not just therapeutic. It's something that I look forward to because I get an opportunity to put the words that are constantly taking place in my mind on paper and to create a world that I might not necessarily live in myself. And so it gives me a chance to be and live vicariously through certain characters. Now, there may be similarities whenever I'm writing of things that I've been through in my past, but these are fictional characters. So just for me to make sure that we are under the same understanding, any person or persons depicted in imaginary, um, in imaginary provided by me or anyone else, according to this book, And such images are being used for illustrative purposes only because of the dynamic nature of the Internet or in this case, the podcast or any web addresses or links contained in my book. They may have changed since publication. They may no longer be valid. Um, The views expressed in my work are solely those of mine. And not necessarily reflected, they're not necessarily reflective views of the publisher. Um, and the publisher, they disclaim any responsibility for them. And if you can relate to my book, that's wonderful. Now, what I just noticed is that the website that is provided in my book is incorrect. That's another reason why I have to revise it because the website is i a m. T E R E S A R E E S E dot com. It used to be www dot dot com. It has been um, changed to www dot dot com. So, if you are curious about me um, and you just want to learn more about me, I can be found on social media sites, and I can also which is Facebook and. TikTok and all that good stuff. And then, um, and Instagram, but you can also go to my website. So that just, just, just food for thought. So, yes, yeah, so I just wanted to share that with you. Um, because I know that my talking often, um, it could be a thorn to somebody's side. I just wanted my future hubby to be aware that if you are looking for someone that is quiet, I'm not the one. Well, I guess technically if he's my future hubby, then he'll be aware by the time we, you know, all of that, he'll be aware that I'm a talker. And if he's my future hubby, then that means that all of my idiosyncrasies, let's look that up because it's just a big word and I just want to do it. <laughs> Woo! Okay, y'all, let me see real quick. Idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasies, okay, so the way that it's, it's, idiosyncratic is how it's spelled. So idiosyncrasy, I-D-I-O-S-Y-N-C-R-A-S-Y, me, that's plural. Idiosyncrasies is what I said, right? So it's a mode of behavior or way of thought peculiar to an individual, a distinctive or peculiar feature or characteristic of a place or thing. Idiosyncrasies. All right. So some of my peculiar habits, and this is according to Oxford Languages Dictionary, the definition. So, um, yeah, I just want to use that word. I really want to see if I can use it in a sentence. And I did. You go, girl. Anyway, so that was me patting myself on the back virtually. So um, I hope that y'all have the most amazing day. I really just came on here to just, you know, pretty much say that. I talk too much. And I know it. I know it. One more thing before I go. I just have to share this. So I'm driving in to, no, I was going to go into my parents' house. That's what it was this morning. Heading to my parents' house, y'all. Minding my own business. This is why I'm saying I talk too much because I'm about to tell it. I'm about to tell it. So here it is, I'm driving, and next thing I know, I see this big old 18-wheeler trying to back up in a very, very tight space. And there was like this line of cars that were parked. So as it's backing up, I'm seeing somebody guiding him, but the person that was guiding him must not have been doing A phenomenal job because lo and behold, part of the 18 wheeler ended up lifting up a vehicle and messing up the vehicle before it got in its right position on that road. So me and my Samaritan self get out my car, take my cell phone, take my keys, lock my SUV put on my hazard lights, and I proceed to go to the front because the person that was guiding him threw his hands up, touched his head, like, oh, my goodness. So what I did, I walked up. He was parked. I looked, and I waved until I got his attention. I said, you hit that vehicle. And they're nodding their head like they're on the phone with insurance. But I wasn't going to leave that to chance. So what I did was call my sweetheart. After I took pictures of the license plate, after I took pictures of the damages of that vehicle, after I took pictures of that license plate, and I said, honey, how do I get this information to the right people? Because I literally just watched an 18-wheeler hit a parked car. He told me to dial 311. I did what I needed to do, gave the information, gave my name. The rest is history. Yes, I'm her. I'm that girl. I literally made sure that I treated the person's parked car. You treat people how you want to be treated. I know that if that were me and if my car was parked and I came out and saw that my tire mount was damaged and my passenger car was damaged and it was considered or could be considered a hit and run, I would want someone to say something. One of the things that me and my sweetheart talk about all the time, when you see something, say something. So, I saw something, I said something. So, for some of y'all, she talks too much. It's okay. Somebody's going to be glad that I did. How about that? So, y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode as this will conclude my episode on today. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye, and thank you so much for listening.